What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Skate Through Life podcast, the show that works the skills and drills you need to master your life one week at a time through personal development, conquering your fears, and of course, falling on your face, then getting back up again. I'm your host, self-mastery coach, amateur roller skater, and outspoken non-binary femme, L. Tommy. Are you ready to roll? Let's lace up and hit the pavement. Welcome back to the podcast, friends. I am so thankful to have you here with me yet another week. Much of me cannot believe that this podcast is now in double digits. And so I want to thank each and every one of you for sharing your time and your energy with me these last weeks. It really does mean a lot. I know that I have certainly been learning a lot through the process of building this podcast, and I hope that there has been an episode to date that has spoken to your heart and has maybe offered you a new way of looking at an old challenge. An old challenge feels an appropriate place to kick off this podcast episode for me because the topic we're going to skate through this week is one that has felt like a constant theme in my own life for many years now many, many years. This week, I want to talk about making new friends as an adult, making intentional and reciprocal friendships as an adult. Truthfully, I planned to record this podcast many weeks ago, but other topics kept sliding in and filling up my brain space. But I have been thinking a lot about friendship lately, so now feels like the right time to collect my thoughts together and offer them up to you. When I first launched the Skate Through Life podcast, I asked my Instagram followers to tell me what they would most like me to talk about in an episode, and the art of making friends as an adult was the front runner by a heck of a margin. Like, that was the number one topic everyone came back to me on. I have learned through my coaching that relationships are really effing hard for most people. Those lessons that we learn in school be nice, don't be mean, share and be a friend, are all, they're all fine. (laughs) Like they're fine starting points in our childhood years, but they don't translate well necessarily to the skills that are required to have fulfilling and growth oriented relationships as we grow up. Humans are highly complex as are interpersonal relationships. They require curiosity, loyalty, compassion, and also conflict resolution, emotional communication, and learning to put judgment aside. As adults, we are generally living outside of the school ecosystem, and so we aren't surrounded by other people all day, every day, who are in the same age group that we are. Like, that is such an advantage of bonding that you get in childhood that we lose as adults, you know? Even going back to university as a mature student, which I did in my later 20s, you are often still surrounded by people that are not quite in the same age category as you. And that does make it a little bit harder for connections, but we also start families, right? We immerse ourselves in careers. We relocate to new cities or new towns. We grow apart from our childhood friends. I hear people all the time talk about how challenging it is to forge new relationships as adults, especially intentional and meaningful ones. 
We are in an epidemic of loneliness, according to many world news sources, and the ongoing pandemic has heightened this to new highs for many, especially my sweet listeners out there who deal with chronic illness. I am so sorry for what these last few years have likely felt like for you. If you walk away from today's podcast with only one thing, my friends, I really want it to be this. You are worthy of friendship and you require friendship. Never forget that as human beings, we are first and foremost pack animals. We need community. We require connection to others. Your relationships can influence your life in miracle-like ways. So I want to support you in calling in the best ones that you can and finding the best ways to support and maintain them. All relationship are, is, all relationships blah, are work. But I know it to be the best kind of work to do. Like for real, I believe that. So are we ready to make some new friends? I am. <laughs> Let's roll. I want to share something with you all today about me to help you understand a little more why this topic is so important to your friend, Elle. I spent many years of my life feeling like friendship was hard. I always had a lot of friends, but very few who I might consider close friends. I didn't have that core group. As a teen, I always had an easier time communicating effectively with male identifying people, and I became very unsure of myself around femme folks. I'm not sure why exactly that was the case for me. I think in part I was self-conscious and very self-rejecting, so I couldn't fit in because I subconsciously was sabotaging my ability to do so with my low self-worth. Whatever the case might be though, I'm not prepared to dive into all the psychoanalysis of it today, but for most of my 20s, I would say for at least the last decade, one of my New Year's goals would be this to make more meaningful relationships with them people. For a long time, I carried some shame around this goal, but considering it today, I honestly feel proud that I cared enough about creating this balance in my life to write it down year after year after year, to make it an ongoing thing to be worked on. I never lose sight of my deep longing and very human need to have connection with other people who were in ways like me. And you know, I'm so proud to say that I have managed to do this. I have met this goal. And especially through this pandemic, against all odds, I have slowly but surely called in some friendships that make me proud of the circle of humans swimming in the friendship pool with me. They are inspiring. They are talented. They are passionate. And they all, in their own ways, make me a better version of who I am becoming through their influences on my life. And to those of them that are listening, I love you. And I'm so grateful for you. I hope you all know who you are. <laughs> Experts will tell you that you are the sum of the people you most closely surround yourself with. I think we've talked about that a little bit on the podcast before. Consider if you've ever become close with a circle of highly active or athletic people, you probably spent more time in motion. 
Or if you found yourself in a group who loved drinking wine and gossiping, you likely had more hangovers and more social anxiety. I really have been taking this thought very seriously in my own little world. What are the influences I want to have in my life? What do I want to find myself surrounded with more of the time? What kind of people engage or excite me that make me say, wow, I want to be like them. Those were the people I wanted to call into my life. That is what I've been manifesting. I've decided that I want to be around people who have a lot of passion for what they do in their lives. It doesn't have to be their work lives either, just passion for a hobby even. Passion, in my opinion, is contagious and I get inspired as F by passionate folks. I really do. I love when people are so lit up about what they talk about, about what they care about. It resonates so strongly for me. It turns me the heck on and it always makes me want to come back for more. I've also decided that I want to be surrounded by people who are on some level committed to their growth, their emotional wellness, and their self-love. I know that I myself spent the bulk of my early 20s living in a sea of gossip, alcohol, and mutual anger or outrage with my friends. And it kept me unhealthy. It kept me out of touch with my self-trust and my inner knowing. I'm not suggesting that my friends were even the problem here. I was not exempt from the toxic behaviors that were my normal. I fed off of them. But I'm now emerging into an era of radical and ruthless self-love and self-care. I want other friends who are champions of this in their own right because they care about being happy and feeling good. And this isn't about perpetuating toxic positivity. I want to surround myself with people who genuinely care about making their lives a little bit better all of the time in one way or another because that's the direction I move my life in. Finally, in the most broad sense of things, I crave friendships that challenge me in a way that inspires me to grow. I love interesting and intelligent people. They make me want to expand my interest and learn more. I love people who aren't afraid to go deep in conversations and who are open and curious. Those are self-traits I want mirrored back to me for my own openness and curiosity passion, growth mindset, challenge, and inspiration. Those have been my big things this last while. Maybe you will share in some of those wants, or maybe what you're looking for is completely different. But this is a good starting place before you get into immersing yourself with people. In order to call in the best friendships for you, you must first define what it is that you want. Maybe press pause here and brainstorm some ideas of your own and then hop back in whenever you're ready. The next phase of calling in the right friendships is about finding the people, right? People are integral to this lesson. So where do we find them? There are a few ways to do this. The first way is that you could consider if there are any community settings or events that your type of people hang out in and start going and spending time in those spaces. Go to the networking event, try out the queer trivia night, hit up the climbing gym, try that dance class. You might be surprised at what types of events are available where you are. You might even consider becoming part of a board for an organization who does work that you care about in your community or abroad. 
or maybe you're going to volunteer with an organization that interests you. Being a part of our communities is important, but if this step is a bit too intimidating for you to start with, I would work towards it. We've all had a lot of time at home these past few years, so I know that engaging face-to-face and actively putting ourselves into new environments can feel especially intimidating right now. But at some point, it is important that we immerse ourselves in community in an in-person, face-to-face, heart-to-heart, mind-to-mind sort of way. And I think that is where the most unexpected connections can come and ones that can be really impactful. Your second option, the other side of this coin, of course, is to approach things online, of course. I kid you not when I tell you that there are a number of folks I have forged truly lovely relationships with because I spent time interacting with them online and built from there. Spending time commenting on posts, responding to stories, or chatting in DMs has created some gorgeous, gorgeous heckin' relationships for me that span over countries and many miles. You might also find some connections on sites like Discord or Reddit, where you can join rooms and chats based on specific topics. I love my online friends and see each of them as an important part of my world. I see them just as importantly as any of my in-person connections. One thing that I really love about my internet friendships too is that the communication becomes the way the friendship forms. You have no other way but to literally chat. I love using the voice memos option in apps like Instagram as well to add a further touch point to the relationships. But if you want to improve your communication skills with another person that you don't know very well, starting online can be a great place for that. The final way I want to encourage you to find some new humans who are aligned with you um, and who you are becoming, of course, is to ask around. I felt buttholes clench. (laughs) I know this might feel uncomfortable, that it might feel like admitting that you're looking for new friends that the fear of judgment might might creep up for you in that demon part of your brain. But I have made some wonderful relationships from having other people I know introduce me because they thought it would be a good match. Allow your people to connect you to others. They already know you and get you on some level with any luck. And so I promise it's going to be much, much better than being set up on a date because the pressure for immediate chemistry is less when it's like, a networking thing and finding a new connection or making a new friend. If you want my opinion, making friends can be hard because we don't set ourselves up for success when we're seeking it out. We approach making new connections as coming from a place of feeling desperate, lonely, or disconnected. And that's all energy that we are repelled by. But we forget that we bring all of that energy with us into our hunt. If you can be gentle enough with yourself to say, I love connecting to new people and I'm open to seeing who I can meet through being open to it, then you bring with you that energy instead. Lead with openness, lead with curiosity, lead with kindness for yourself. It will shift the shit out of your magnetism. Trust me on that. The promise I made to you at the top of the episode was this that I would support you in calling in the best friendships that you can and find the best ways to support and maintain them from there. 
and we've made it to the maintenance portion of this podcast. I also mentioned earlier in the episode that humans and interpersonal dynamics are complex, so know that what I offer you today might not always work, or it might not work in the ways that you want it to. A major challenge and grief of adult friendships and relationships of all kinds is knowing when they need to end. When they no longer serve us in ways that are healthy or kind or respectful. You will end friendships in this life, as I am certain you have many times before, and that will never get easier, per se. What it will become, though, a more aligned decision an easier decision to make. Because when you do need to make that hard call to step away from certain connections, it will be coming not from a place of scarcity, but one of empowerment, of knowing that you are making the best decision for yourself today and tomorrow, for who you are and for who you are becoming. What I have learned in my many connections throughout the years is that there are just a few main ingredients in keeping a friendship going and growing. Are there other components to this? Absolutely. And if you'd like an expanded follow-up episode to this one, be sure to let me know and we can make that happen. But for now, here are my big three. One, make time. Two, talk it out. And three, respectfully disagree. Let's start with making time. Make, making time is like a multi-prong component. It includes making intentional time for the other person. This could be in person or over video chat or messenger services. I have friends that I schedule regular Zoom calls with and that is our friendship language right now and I love it. I mean it though, you need to be intentional about it. Reach out regularly. Say hello. Make a habit of creating time for your friends. You don't need to block out your calendar for this. Even small moments can hold impact. One thing that I love, 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 love to do is when I catch myself thinking something nice about a person, I will just reach out and tell them directly. I am done with hiding away my affection for fear of rejection. If I am thinking about something you do that makes me smile, you better believe I'm going to tell you about it in real time. <laughs> Making time is also done through doing things for your people. I love to bake for someone or make them a card or track down something on the internet they've been trying to find because it gives me time to think about them. But it also offers them a gift of nicety, a gift, not a gift, <laughs> a gift of nicety to show them that they're considered. I lump this together with being true to my word. If I tell somebody that I'm going to listen to a song they recommended, I make the effort to do that and I let them know how I liked it. If I say I'm going to introduce them to someone I think that they will love, I follow up on that too. Making time is also about creating time you haven't planned for sometimes. When a friend needs you to hold space or talk or is managing a crisis big or small, we always remember the ones who were there for us when times were hard. Those moments create deeper wells of trust between us. They really do. The second component here is to talk it out. You have to communicate, share what you are feeling, be honest about how you are when someone asks you. Ask questions. <laughs> oh my goodness. If you want to make friends with someone quickly, then ask them questions about themselves. 
people overwhelmingly love to talk about themselves. It is a topic close to their hearts and it's one that they're already an expert in. They don't need to study. (laughs) So take that as the easy in. Be curious with people and they will also be curious with you. Or if they aren't, then maybe you know that it won't be a reciprocal relationship after all and you can move away from it sooner. Making friends is enough like dating in that way, right? Like you're looking for that chemistry. Talking it out also means being okay with things being uncomfortable sometimes. Talking through those disagreements, talking through differences. I've seen and experienced so many times in my life ghosting inside of friendships because it felt like the safer option from having to be in a confrontation. In life, we are going to disagree, friends. We are going to have moments where we misunderstand someone's actions or words, or we don't know the whole story, and we're going to catch ourselves reacting. And that reaction might be emotional, and it might not be with the emotion you want. Being able to communicate your feelings effectively without lashing out or placing blame, and with the desire to work towards a true resolution, That will be a gift that keeps on giving forever in your relationships. Be okay with being wrong. Be okay with having your own behavior pointed out to you, even if it stings in its truth. There will come a time when this is the case and you have to ask, like, how much do I care about this person? Is it worth it to engage with what might hurt like hell right now in order to repair it? Do I care enough to rebuild the trust? If your answer to this is yes, then fight the urges to flee or ghost or respond with anger. I mean that. Remain curious. Offer compassion. And last but not least is to be able to respectfully disagree. And this piggybacks off of that talking it out point. This one was a hard lesson for me if I'm very truthful. It was. I spent a lot of time feeling quite all right, really, with cutting people off if they had an opinion that was fundamentally different than my own. This could be particularly true with me when it came to social or political issues. I realize now, though, that there's so much more nuance to opinions that we hear. um, And when we're listening to them through our bias lenses, through our preconceived notion lenses, then sometimes we're going to hear them in distortion. And there are many topics that it's absolutely okay to disagree with somebody else on and still love them and still respect them. I try to ask myself, is this a learning opportunity for me? Is this a space for me to change my own mind or expand my own thinking? And is this difference a deal breaker for how I view this person? Much of the time, it really doesn't have to be in my experience. The pandemic showed me a lot of places where black and white thinking prevails, and I'm working to be someone who can offer space to others to be different than who I am. I know that embracing that is going to expand me. I know it's going to expand me in absolutely untold ways that I cannot possibly predict right now. Now, are there differences of opinion I can't live with? Yes, absolutely. I do have core values that outline where my lines are for who I'm willing to share my life and time with. But most differences in opinion 
aren't directly tied to my core values. I do also believe in the ability of others to learn, grow, and change their minds. The more okay that we can become with being wrong or being in disagreement, the better all of our human relationships will become. I really believe that with my whole, whole heart. Wow. (laughs) There was a lot in this episode, skaters. Skills drills have been offered at every term, but I will conclude today with a nice little thought work exercise for you to engage with. And I think we'll do just a short breathing exercise together with some sweet affirmations for you. How does that sound? I would love for you to leave this episode today and start by making a list of what you're looking for in friendships or connections right now. Feel into what would make you feel safe, supported, and inspired by the people that you surround yourself with. Write down anything that comes to mind and don't be afraid to edit the list or pare it down in post. Once you have a clear image for yourself of what the heck you're looking for, I would love to see you ask this question. What is one thing I can do this week that will move me closer to a new friendship or a deeper connection with someone I already sort of know? Act on that before I see you back here next week and see how it makes you feel. Revisit that question as often as you like and keep taking steps forward. Enjoy the connections, skaters. Community is queen in my books. Now, to just let the lesson and the ideas from today marinate, like really marinate, let's take a moment to connect together. Wherever you are right now, settle in as best you can. If you're out walking while you listen to this or engaged in activity, see if you can bring your attention all to your hearing space. Take a nice long inhale through your nose. Exhale it all out through your mouth. As you take another long, slow inhale, bring your awareness to your body. As you exhale, relax your jaw, your shoulders, your neck. Inhale again and bring your awareness further into your body. Exhale any tension that you're holding. Continue to inhale awareness through your nose and exhale tension through your mouth. Now affirm in your mind or aloud after me, Even though I have had challenges with friendships in the past, I wholly love and accept myself. I am open to new connections forming in my life and existing connections deepening. I am worthy of quality and enduring friendship. 
worthy of beautiful community in my life. I am open. I am curious. I am enough. You are enough, skaters. I hope this week's episode filled you with renewed excitement and commitment to connect with others. And if you're looking to connect with me, know that you can always find me over on Instagram at yourcoachl or on my website, ellentommy.com. Sending you all the biggest love and all my friendship. I'll catch you next week. Thank you so much for skating with us today, friend. I hope you took away the tips you need to keep rolling on your own self-mastery journey. Be sure to find me over on Instagram at yourcoachl for even more insight. And feel free to reach out to me there with any skills or drills you would like to see covered here on the show. You can also visit me at ellentommy.com to learn more about working with me one-on-one. Now, go enjoy some rest, marinate on our lessons today, and I'll see you back here next week. Love ya. Love yourself too.